Welcome to the table, you animals, for a very special installment of Just Dessert, where we talk the cultural reflections of humanity and artifacts such as, but especially, movies. I am Matt Crocomo, at Matthew J. Better, a credentialed writer and personal trainer, exploring how to maximize every day of the human experience, at Matthew J. Better, host of Better Health and World, where we normally talk all kinds of healthy health things, and you can check out an episode of that that should drop the same day as this recorded as usual with my uh, fellow health enthusiasts but most importantly in this moment cultural commentarians joe newbauer at joe knows mma let's talk Marvel. let's talk marvel baby and gabrielle tambo and at gabby underscore t what up guys So, normally at the end of the Healthy Health Talks, we do dessert. I don't think I get my accolades yet, right? I think I, I think that was the end of the last episode. It's been a long night, folks. I can certainly... We are all film enthusiasts here. I was a columnist for two publications, a thrice-published poet, and the entertainment editor for my high school newspaper. Also, written screenplays and directed film shorts. I can definitely talk shop when it comes to movies. And we're going to talk arguably the biggest movie of all time that just dropped a few nights ago. Avengers Infinity War. Biggest open ever for anything. Just dethroning Star Wars The Last Jedi. Just did that earlier this year. I think this movie is much more deserving of the title personally and i've been a big marvel fan and a big star wars fan in my youth and revisited those as the father of a now 10 year old boy who is all about both of those things and this movie is a very this is this is a special special movie uh and uh spoilers 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 well another thing that makes this movie special another thing that speaks to how special this movie is is one of the few times that all three of us have seen a brand new movie when we sit down at this table so what do you guys think gabby you go first oh thanks i have really oh i can't even say enough about the movie it was just great i mean just the whole plot and that I mean even the ending even though it was it was great but it was tragic because and then like it just made me want more and I just can't wait mm. to see the next one like oh it was just so much all so many sudden, emotions all of a sudden when the minutes movie. started adding up and you were like oh 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 it has to end this way I guess doesn't it this oh, is what's so crazy oh now oh. as you know my name is at MMA it's coming. I mean, wait, Joe knows MMA. Wait, how long are the okay. credits going to be? Oh, no. You know how I oh, always no. tell you that, like, I get this feeling in my stomach, like, before I know a good, great fight is about to happen. For some reason, like, that day of, I get, like, this weird, like, like I can take, sense like, it almost. Like a spidey like, sense. Yes. <laughs> yes. Appropriate for this. Yes. <laughs> I get this feeling, like, that I'm about to watch something great tonight, like, history's going to be made, or, or I get like that for MMA. This is the first time you can ask her. I was texting her. I was like, dude, I'm getting really excited about this movie. I and was... I've never been like this. Look, I'm a Marvel fan. Mm-hmm. I went in as a Marvel fan. Mm-hmm. Okay? I went in with just, like, the expectations. Oh, this is going to be pretty good. You have so many action heroes. I came out as Marvel was, like, a new obsession. Like, the movie was that good. Um, I want to go back and watch the Marvel movies I haven't seen and actually go back and just rewatch all of them. Mm-hmm. I just want to do the whole thing over again. Um, because I was just so blown away by this movie. I think it was a cinematic masterpiece. I think Marvel really did outdo themselves. I mean, I thought that Captain America Civil War was a masterpiece. I thought the first Avengers was a masterpiece. There was a lot they of were. Marvel movies that I thought were just... I, I, believe I was a every big fan of Guardians was. of the Galaxy. I think you're right. Yeah, that was another one. That was and a then, masterpiece. I'll tell you what. I left this one, and this has outshined them all in my opinion and i think it's the best marvel movie to date and i have this new obsession called marvel 
and I'm just completely flat fascinated, and I was just blown away by the movie. I'm, I'm, I can't I give this, it enough good this credits. This could be the best Marvel movie. This could be the best comic book movie ever. It pro- it probably, I think it is. It probably is. I still, I'm still digesting. Like I said, I have been a Marvel fan since I was 11. Mm-hmm. So I'm in deep. I mean, I, I had other, I mean, like I said, I revisited it when I had a child. So it's not like I kept up completely all these years. You're used to the reading just the magazines, and that's crazy. Well, there was I was I was into I was into it. I was into it for five or six years, maybe. I want to say by the time I started driving, it started to kind of drop off. So yeah, five six years. And it was the comics, it was the TV shows, animated series were a big thing. We get Batman the animated series or Spider Man series, uh, all kinds of TV shows, and you know I saw the other movies that came out when they came out over the years and everything. And Spider Man's very special to my heart, and all that. Um, well, Spider Man had a couple great runs. And the Tom Holland Spider Man is our, is probably the best version yes. of Spider Man. Love him. I love Man. Tom Holland. As I don't want to jump to the ending too much. What else to say about this movie? This movie, okay, the way that the first Avengers movie pulled when when the first Avengers movie was coming out, we had all these characters together. I was nervous. I mean, mm-hmm. all the Marvel movies up to then, you know, the five or whatever that had come out before then were great, mm-hmm. but. I, I was like, oh no! Like we all saw Batman and Robin, right? Like, holy cow! Well, I, don't, I do not want to see that again. Like, is this too much? Is this too much? Yeah, I feel like every time a lot of movies when they try to bring in so many big stars, they tend to like kind of let you down. Like mm-hmm. they're just like there's too many. Well, where I did this there's a term start? For okay, it. and let's let's start from there. Let's start. Where did Marvel start, and how do we get here? Because here's the thing: people have been putting together like like graphs. They've been putting together like like things for what people need to watch to hop on the Marvel Universe. Like, there's this movie is so good, I can tell, that I've seen. People are trying to get people that aren't even in the Marvel. They're starting from the first one till now. Now, what is the very first Marvel movie that came out under well, this Iron new Man. phase? Iron Man, Iron Man was number one, one right? But if you're trying to watch them in order of like events like what actually happened like if you're yeah, going to see some like, crazy timelines i screenshotted one i saw on facebook can the other you, day can that you pull was that hand drawn up and just okay. like yeah i, have it right I mean real quick i don't want to waste the whole podcast <laughs> on it. i have it you said you have it up already yep okay <laughs> i can't so, prepare so go ahead real quick i just want to know i'm just very fascinated how does it go captain america the first adventure is okay. the first one that it's you place did. in the 40s that's cheating <laughs> <laughs> so then iron man Okay, um, The Incredible Hulk. The Ed Norton version, which was great. That's part of the first phase? Of uh, part, that's, that's, part of, that's part of the MCU. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Really? That's it. Yep. I don't know that. Yep. Iron Man 2. Okay. Thor. The Avengers. Iron Man 3. Thor the Dark, the Dark World. Captain America the Winter Soldier. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And then the Avengers: Age of Ultron, Ant Man, Captain America: Civil War, Doctor Strange, Spider Man: Homecoming, Thor: Ragnarok, Black Panther, and now Avengers. Now, how many movies is that total? Should be eighteen. 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 Ten wow. years. Eighteen and ten I'm years. I'm listening to all those movies too, and that's a great refresher. And you know what? As we were hey, going through that what's list, what's before and after Spider Man: Homecoming, please? Before. Doctor Strange after Thor Ragnarok. I'm wondering. Okay, so like, I, I, even though I said I don't want to go to the ending right away, one of the big things is: are they going to keep everybody dead? Thanos snapped his fingers. Can they keep Tom Holland dead? Can they keep Chadwick no, so Boseman okay. dead? So that was another thing well, that we I need looked to know. Up. What is the timeline they, of the next could, Marvel movies? They, could Spider-Man Homecoming 2, which is its working title but not going to be the title, could Spider-Man Homecoming 2 take place? Before Avengers: Infinity War, could we get more Tom That's Holland? That's a question I have because too. Because you can make a sequel, and there and the, it, it, it's right there. Because Miles Morales is the Black Spider-Man from an alternate Earth in the Marvel comics right now, and he's very popular. He's the star of an animated Spider-Man movie that dropped yesterday, I believe, called Into the Spider-Verse, which I I, I haven't seen it, but I highly rec- I'm going to highly recommend it blindly right now. 
if you're if you have any interest in anything like that. I'm sure it would appeal to kids and adults and everything. I'm pretty sure it's like PG-13 or something. Um, Miles Morales could take take the mantle. Miles Morales is the nephew of the low-level criminal that Tom Holland Spider-Man uh, sh- shot. You know, webbed his hand. He webbed his hand to a trunk in Spider-Man: Homecoming. That guy. Um, I can't remember the actor. It's someone kind of famous. Donald Donald Glover. Donald Glover. I believe. I don't even. Which know. may or may not be Danny Glover's nephew or something or son. Uh, I think he's. I think he's. He, I think he's actually pretty legit. He's. I think he's been in some legit. Some legit roles other than his minute and a half as Miles Morales' uncle in Spider-Man: Homecoming. So that's right there. Can they really? Can they really kill off Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther already? I mean, those two actors in those two roles are so popular. I don't think so. But, no way. But yeah, okay. The Black but, Panther hit the billion dollar territory as far as movies go. You have. So. Well, we'll we'll address that in a second. But Tom Holland's Spider-Man could take place after Spider-Man: Homecoming, but before Infinity War. Yeah, I agree. Maybe, and then we, uh, because because the villain because they were setting up the Sinister Six at the end of Spider-Man: Homecoming, and Michael Keaton's Vulture was basically gonna be Spider-Man's Achilles heel. Like Spider-Man's thing is he's the everyman he's his worlds are colliding be trying trying to be a normal human being versus being this superhero and it's he's trying to keep it secret from most of the people in his personal life and his worlds collide when his villains find out originally it was green goblin was the person who knew his secret identity and was always messing with him and then it became venom who i think did it much better uh, Venom, Venom is Spider-Man's Joker, in my opinion. I've talked about that before. We'll, you know, we'll leave that alone for now. Um, you can't. I don't think you can do Spider-Man: Homecoming two without that. If you're going to try to continue that that storyline that they're going on with the Vulture and Michael Keaton and all that, how he knows his identity, he's got the conflicted feelings. You got to have that personal relationship, and he doesn't have it with Miles Morales. So there could, who knows what kind of timeline they, how they could play with time and make they can maybe they could bang out six more Tom Holland movies that take place before Infinity War, maybe. And I, I don't know how. You, maybe you could figure something out creative like that to not get rid of Chadwick Boseman because. Man, he was he was excellent. He was excellent. All of Black Panther. Panther. I, I don't have all a problem three, with anybody. All three appearances, but I don't know it's a shame. Like to see I said, as far as it's nailing shame to see the roles, as far as like who plays who mm-hmm. in any of them, any of them, all of them from A through Z, and that's another thing that made this movie so great is the fantastic acting you have in it. I mean, every part and every character nails it. Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. If, could there be another Iron Man nah, ever? Bro. Ever? No. I mean, Chris Evans as Captain America? I mean, once once these guys have done it and perhaps, probably, I guess, maybe, probably get killed off in the next one, but I'm not going to make any assumptions at this point. Because on this, on one hand, I think that this movie maybe it prepped us for a bigger wiping clean of the slate because there's a lot. This MCU is starting to get a little crowded and I don't know. Maybe they will try to keep handling it. I don't know, but I mean, they have success. I mean, can you picture anybody else? And there's been a great list of people that played Hawk. Edward Norton played Hawk. But seriously, Mark Ruffalo? Mm, Mark Ruffalo? He, he, he is the Hawk. I mean, I've every heard character. I've conflicting things about Edward Norton in that role. Um, Liam's Hemsworth, I mean, he Edward, owns Thor. Edward Norton is arguably my favorite actor for Fight Club. Like, I love his performance in Fight Club. It's been years since I've seen it, so... I'll give that little asterisk to mm-hmm. it, but I'm pretty sure it's going to stand up. Him and Brad Pitt, both of them are like some of my favorite actors of all time just because of that movie alone. Then you add the rest of their catalog to it, and I mean, are you kidding me? But Edward Norton as Bruce Banner, I forgot that I was watching Edward Norton and Liv Tyler in that movie. Like the superstars. When you forget you're watching the superstars, it's the Royal Tenenbaums effect. You forget you're watching all these mega stars together and you get absorbed into their characters. I forgot. I mean, I was sold on it. Edward Norton is allegedly a difficult actor to work with. I mean, sometimes artists and creatives, man, like, I don't know. And who, there's two sides to every story. I also heard back at the time that Edward Norton didn't like the creative direction that they were going, they were planning to go with it. And that, that sounds like the Edward Norton I know and love from the city that I was born in, by the way, Columbia, Maryland. Shout out to Edward Norton. I believe he's also a junior. Boom. Um, 
But uh, I have no complaints about Mark Ruffalo, bro. I love me some. So it's just such I a great cast. I love me some Mark Ruffalo, and I I can't imagine Edward Norton being in that Avengers movie now. I mean, I would love to be able to travel to a parallel dimension and see what could have been, because Edward Norton is brilliant. But I'm not going to take anything away from Mark Ruffalo's performance, and for one, just for one line alone, and you guys know the line I'm talking about, right? For one line alone, the way Mark Ruffalo delivers it in Avengers. Do you know the line I'm talking about near the end of the movie? Culmination, climax. There were so many. I can't. I, like I said, I have to see this movie again. I have to. I can't even remember what they asked him, but they, they, you know, his answer was, I'm always angry. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the line. That's the I line. mean, it's a great story right now how he can't turn into the Hulk. I love it. The, okay, well, that that's another thing. This is actually, okay, so the, the, the MCU doesn't have the rights to make a Hulk movie. They can still use a character, but they can't make a Hulk movie. It still belongs to Tony or whoever. Some weird purgatory basement in Fox Studios. Who the hell knows? Uh, but Mark Ruffalo and Kevin Feige, the mastermind behind all of the MCU doings and goings on, decided to make an unofficial Hulk trilogy story arc, starting with Thor Ragnarok, continuing in Avengers Infinity War, and concluding in Avengers Endgame which I believe is what it's definitely called. I believe it's confirmed that it's called Avengers Endgame. That's going to be the next part, which was originally going to be Avengers Infinity War Part 2. But they decided not to make them Part 1 or Part 2. For I like one that reason, better. For like one reason, because they don't want people looking forward to that. They want to focus on this movie, and they also said that they have two very different stories. They're two very different Plus stories. Plus it's so gimmicky. They're two very different stories. You know, like, like the whole gimmick of like Mockingjay 1 and 2, it's just like... It's kind of gimmicky when you use the same one. Um, and those movies aren't that good. I guess it's, I didn't think so. We have okay, so that's that's the only time I guess there is a part one or two when it's the end of one of those novels because mm-hmm. we have Hunger Games and Twilight. Can, mm-hmm. I, can you think of any other time where there was only a part one and a part two of a movie? Any other time there's planned sequels, it's a trilogy. Is there ever? That's because yeah, whenever it's, am it's I a missing, successful am movie, I missing it turns one? into um, a trilogy. Harry Potter. Well, that's like seven. That's eight. Well, the, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Well, that's a, okay, yeah. There's another one where it's okay. So another book. Is there any time where it's they're just, the ones that started? It, is there is there any time where it's intended to be a part one and a part two ever in anything? I guess this you could argue that it is a continuation of another franchise and a culmination of franchises. So I think all of the, I mean, all this. So this whole Marvel Cinematic Universe is all like complete, like a franchise. That's why I don't. I think this, uh, the spider, like all the movies that are to come, will be after. Infinity well, uh, that's Infinity what I to probably. What do they have lined up? Like, they're probably. We know Venom's they're, next. They're right? probably gonna bring back Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther and Tom Holland's Spider Man. They're probably gonna bring but back everybody. Is, do they have a release date back. for the second Avengers? Well, like, the, I mean, I'm sorry, not the second, but this the will be fourth Avengers ending. does have a release date for when Black Panther two does not. Spider-Man: Homecoming does not. two does right after Avengers four. There we go. That's the answers I wanted. So because at first I was like, when everybody at the end was dissipated, okay, when they half the Marvel dissolved. universe was taken away, it was dissolved, like 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 Tony Ferguson's belt. Most of and the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Another thing about Guardians of the Galaxy, there's supposed to be a third Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so Ner- Nerdist okay. News covered a lot of this, and one of the things they said, and I predict this before I heard of Nerdist News, is that, okay, I already said the Mor- Miles Morales thing. As far as Black Panther, it could be Shuri, or it could be the character that uh, Michonne from Walking Dead plays. She's the head of, like, the Royal Guard. She was excellent in Black Panther. I'm ashamed that I don't know her name. I meant to look it up before, but, you know, maybe we'll get to it before we drop the mic. Um... So one of those two could be Black Panther, and like I, I can't remember if I said it once the mics were turned on. Shuri took up the mantle of the Black Panther in the comic book, which I didn't even know when I made that prediction. Hoorah! <laughs> um, and uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, you still got Rocket. And remember, at the end of Guardians Two, we got to see a sneak peek. Uh, I don't know if you guys I haven't seen, seen it yet. All right, well, I'm going to spoil this. Doesn't really matter. I don't, I don't care about the sneak the peek. But it's one of the post, one of the four post credit scenes. There's a lot of post credit scenes in Guardians too. There's some good stuff going. You see Adam Warlock. We know who that is. Check him out. He's a good character. I was never too familiar with him, but he sounds like a boss. Um, and uh, the, the the Ravagers were another another interstellar 
group, superhero group, and in the end of Guardians, they, they were he was a character in a few scenes, season throughout the you know sprinkled throughout the movie. Sylvester Stallone entered as I believe his character's name is Starhawk. Again, I got this from Nerdist News. You get Rocket with those four characters, and you got Guardians three. So in theory, it is possible to leave everybody dead, and you got so much going on, so many characters. I could see them doing that. But what is beautiful about this these movies and what's great is because like like we were like you were saying like we were saying Avengers was this perfect culmination. It doesn't seem like it's supposed to work. It's supposed to be another Batman or Robin, but they pull it off. It is the perfect balancing act. Joss Whedon is a legit. He's 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 up there as far as film visual auteurs, I guess, as far as these kind of genres go. Certainly, there's always the ongoing argument we have, you know, conversation we have here about who the mm-hmm. best director is. We still don't know. I've heard some serious arguments against Quentin Tarantino lately, and mm, I don't know. Like it's it's really hard to pin down James Cameron, Martin Scorsese. They've all got their their problems. Spielberg, like it's you know Hitchcock, like like they've all Orson Welles, Coppola. They've all got a lot of crap. I've got a lot of garbage to bring down their average. Maybe not Coppola. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's something to look into. Maybe Coppola's the best director ever. I think, I think it's Quentin Tarantino. Eh, we'll talk about that another time. Um, maybe the Russo brothers. Talking about Infinity, I mean, there's a lot Infinity of great War, ones. Civil War, and Winter Soldier. The Russo brothers are excellent. Joss Whedon did the first two Avengers movies, mm-hmm. and the only problem with the second Avengers movie were some scenes that were meant to build the MCU, but kind of threw off the narrative a little bit against Joss Whedon's wishes, so that's a complicated situation, and it might be the kind of thing that edged Edward Norton out of the MCU. He's Maybe he's just so like into his art, and he doesn't need the money, and he's just like, F it, F you, I'm out. I'm gone, and I love that movie, and I'm glad we got Mark Ruffalo, and it, and it's all good. Um, so as far as Avengers balancing all these franchises masterfully, the Russo brothers managed to evolve that with Infinity War. Like this, this should not work, but they 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 did it. They did it. They managed to do. We're talking comic movies. If people are people may be too hung up on what a movie is supposed to be, maybe they need to familiarize themselves with what a comic book is supposed to be, and the way these mega stars like the way Doctor Strange dropped into you know better to Cumberbatch this acclaimed I mean this this guy is no joke he's he's done the rounds and the, you know for him to be in this this movie for 8 minutes you know this character for 8 minutes like you would never see that before in the Batman and Robin days mm-hmm. you know you wouldn't see Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy hopping up Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman wouldn't be in a movie for mm-hmm. Three scenes. There's no way. That's what we never There's saw. There's no in the way Batman. you would waste Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman for eight minutes of a movie. And I'm not saying Doctor Strange was a waste, but now they're just, you know, they're they're doing what comic books do. Comic books build like this, and you have this, you have the 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 awesome standalone comics where it's just one villain and one a hero, or a couple and a couple, a couple versus one on one side or the other, and that kind of thing. And those storylines are, you know, they can be beautiful and amazing and all that, but. You know, when you also build up to these epic things where you have all these characters culminating and mixing it up and all these great team-ups going on. Like, I love the team-ups, and they, they pulled it off. It was just the right balance. You got enough zeroing in on the different storylines where you didn't you didn't feel like you were overwhelmed or tired or confused about what was going on. Like, they had they, they, they just they managed to just keep, keep keep the line going and they keep you going from this into that and you know you know you start and I lo- I loved it I loved it when they the the slight tonal shift when you first saw the guardian ship um I wish I could remember the name of it right now. Star Lord's beloved ship. Yeah, and you hear that's another character, Star Wars, played by hear, uh, Chris Pratt. I mean, the, I mean, when you see when you see the bleak space in his ship sailing through, and the spinners start playing. Well, no, you don't even see a ship yet. The spinners start playing. You know, more you know that's seventies pop, and you're just yeah. It, it, it was, it, it was the way that they so the way they took over the God. vibe of the movie yeah. for that that time, yeah, and you're just did. like, yeah. This, Guardians are here. You can, you, you're just like in Chris Pratt's Walkman. You're there. You're there. It's great. And as soon the as Thor hit the window, I was just like, "This is awesome." Yeah. I mean, like, it's great. It's great. And the way they get separated and paired off, 
and Star Lord puffing his chest against Thor, and he starts trying to imitate him. <laughs> this is how I always talk. <laughs> yeah. You're doing it again. <laughs> there were so many moments like that. I remember uh, I thought Tom Holland was so funny, dude. Even even uh, Drax, the guy that played Batista. I mean Batista, the guy he plays Drax. Oh, Batista, he was brilliant as Drax. <laughs> I mean, he stole the show in Guardians too. Drax was Drax was it in Guardians too. And he then was Tom the funniest Holland character. as Spider Man. He was great. When when he's like like he owns that character. He's he goes up, he goes up to uh, Doctor Strange. He's like, oh, I don't think we met. I'm Peter Parker. He's like, I'm Doctor Strange. He's like, oh, we're using our made up names. Oh well, I'm Spider Man. Right. <laughs> it was so great. I mean, I love I love how at one point the team up was Spider Man, Iron Man, and Doctor Strange's cape. Like, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And that cape had some personality. I'll tell you another man. thing. I haven't seen Doctor Strange yet, and I now fell in love with Doctor Strange in that movie. Yeah, we're gonna see it now. Fell in love with Doctor Strange. But you know, I did want to touch on something uh, while we're getting into it, and it's back to the timeline. And I want to know what is the next. That's what I was wondering about the next couple okay. installments of movies, because like we're getting Venom. Venom right? is in a slightly different universe because Venom is still it's like a Sony Marvel collaboration, which is more, which is which Spider Man Homecoming was too, but Spider Man Homecoming was deeper entrenched in this universe. I think Venom is a little more in the Deadpool territory, even though it doesn't seem like it should exist in the same okay. timeline because it's got a different. But mood. is it a Marvel movie? Deadpool is it Deadpool almost exists in a spoof kind of a timeline, like an airplane or a Naked Gun. You know what I mean? Because it, it, it it's like. But a, is it a Marvel movie? Like, is it? They're is all it like, Marvel movies. Is, yeah. it, is it considered? It's the next one. Is that considered? It's not a MCU. Number? No, it's not considered. No. It's not MCU. Not oh, then MCU. take Venom out. That changes okay, so. the whole game. Deadpool isn't in the MCU either. Deadpool yeah, that changes one, the whole game. Deadpool two, Venom, those aren't in it. Tom Holland was rumored to be on the set of Venom. I'm hoping that they managed to reconcile. I'm just wondering all of because this. when's Captain Marvel come out? So when's the next? What's the, the next, next Marvel the, movie? Ant Man and the Wasp. Out? Comes out in, in like June and or July. Then, then Captain Marvel. And that's supposed to take place, I think, before Infinity War. What I'm hoping is that Infin- is that the events of Infinity War transpire during that movie and we get to see the fallout during that movie. Because if that's the case, that's the only time we're going to be able to see the fallout of Infinity War in any other Marvel movie before Avengers Endgame. Because Captain Marvel, the other MCU movie that comes out yeah. in November or December, takes place in the 90s. So that's how yeah. Nick, that's how Sam Jackson's Nick Fury can be in it. Even but also, though, she got the phone call at the end. Right, but but I think I think what but this, that but, but the Captain phone Marvel, call takes place after the entire movie. I think. Yeah, Captain Marvel is supposed to be like like it's a, a prequel. origin. Yeah, like an origin. It takes place movie. in the nineties. So, but it's going to basically what I've read is that it's going to show us how I guess. I bet we get she a post-credit scene like, of her getting that page, though. Like what what part she's gonna play? Like she apparently she's supposed to be like the most powerful Avenger, and she's gonna be very important. Well, you know what she's I got cosmic powers. She's like gonna be the very important storyline. Sort of. So that's but why. But my we biggest need to see thing her was um, what's after next? the movie was what's next because okay, so obviously she's gonna come. Okay, go ahead. I'm gonna let you do this. Let's hear this, and then okay. I got my theory. So this is what I what I gotta say about you know the whole ending and the characters that died off. It was so strategic the way they did it because yes that's what the i fact, thought the fact that they chose those characters so i was actually reading an article that was talking it kind of was talking about um star wars you know with, yeah. with the second star wars and with uh, the, Han, eighth, huh? the eighth star wars yeah technically the eighth star wars the last jedi so um with uh han solo being in the um what's it called in the carbonite in the carbon oh, you mean the you mean well, he got put into carbonite in episode four, Empire. Okay. Empire Strikes Back. And then in... Oh, no, Empire, episode five. I'm sorry. Duh. I don't but know But technically nothing. the second, like, second one The second out. Star Wars movie was out. Empire Strikes Back. Okay, so back I then... I am okay with calling that the second Star Wars movie because that's okay. the second Star Wars movie is Empire Strikes Back. Best movie of the whole franchise. So, Still, anyway, so... Better than Bro- Rogue One. I don't care what anybody says. Best <laughs> so, movie of the franchise. The reason, hands down. No competition. Maybe Return of the Jedi. The reason I'm bringing that up is because in that movie... Back then, there wasn't any kind of, you know, there wasn't like a full franchise where we know kind of what's going to be coming next. There wasn't these movies that are already planned how we have. So the movies that we have planned, we have um, the sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming coming out in 2019. We have Guardians of the Galaxy coming out in 2020. And then we have, our, we, they don't have a set date on Black Panther, but that it's a definite sequel coming out, I guess, 2021. How could they not? So, but my, what my point is about this, Star Wars is back then, 
they had it like it it was so with having this it makes it more of an advantage you know having these movies that we know are coming out because it almost has that glimmer of hope i think for the ending of infinity war because yes all these characters died off and it was devastating but we know that we kind of know, like, okay, there's more to come. There, I feel like there's going to be some kind of happy ending because I don't see them. Killing, I already think I know how they I, come I back. Don't, I don't see the, them killing off all of those characters. I think the 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 reason they chose those characters was for that glimmer of hope. If they have killed off um, Captain yeah. America or this Iron Man ultimate. characters who had already had their whole fran, you know, they already had their movies. There's not really more to tell with those characters. Mm-hmm. Well, then the original four more, Avengers stayed. Exactly. So, the Hulk, Thor. Iron Man and Captain America. It would have been. They all stayed. It would have been a little, I think, a more devastating. I think the reason them picking this out, it's almost like a cheat because we're like, we know you're coming back, but it also makes us. It has that glimmer of hope that I think you need in this in the Marvel, you know, universe, for us to want to come back and see more because we want to see what happens. We don't know for sure what's going to happen, but we already we had that little bit of hope that's going to make us want to come back. It seems like most likely they'll come back, but it is possible that they don't. I, n- there, it is possible, but I don't it. think that as far, the other way you got to look at this is what I also read, is that you got to look at it as ultimately, even though these are movies, it's also a business. And they're in it to make money. You kill off those main characters. Just like MMA. You, you guys stay you kill off those for Better mar- Fight Cast. Or you can, you, should I say for Better Fight Cast. You can find ways to make these movies without the main characters, but why, why are you going to kill off why are you, you're not you're not going to do Guardians of the Galaxy without Chris Pat? You're not going to do, um, you know, the Black Panther. Well, Guardian. Well, the thing I did notice, and that's what I said. Everybody's supposed to have sequels that I saw in there, with the exception of Doctor Strange. Like, are they doing? I thought they were doing a it Doctor seems Strange too. It ridiculous to give away all these actors. It's like, oh, all right, guys. That's what I mean. Thanks. It would be like it would be Doctor Strange. Well, be, also, thanks for being one in. It gives you a movie, big reason to come back. That's what I mean. It gives you and another third of a movie. And it's also that's one of the most awesome. shocking endings I ever yeah, saw. Yeah, that's a, well. That's the point is that it's shocking, but then it also has that little like it, like I said, it makes you want to come back because because of these sequels. They've got to come coming. back. They. When, I'll just say back then with the with the whole Star Wars, the reason for saying I was saying that is that they didn't know what was you know they didn't have a for sure no like they didn't know for sure another movie was going to come out like that character was going to be saved that it was kind of almost devastating mm-hmm. you know for the people back and then. And Doctor Strange is a big key to it. He knows yeah. how everybody's coming back. Yeah, you already that, seen it. He said there was so, one way mm-hmm. he, out of hundred and thirty-eight or something like that. He handed over the Eye of Agamotto, knowing that that was the only possible chance they had. Okay. Well, that, and then of course I saw, and this is my theory on how everybody comes back. Remember the part in the movie where the guy just turned back time with the glove one? When Thanos just yeah. turned back time to get what he wanted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the time stone. Yeah. A lot so, of people are actually saying the soul stone is going to be the deal. I figured the time true. stone just like you. I'm like, time stone, right? Time stone? Time stone? Like, you know, slight chance Thanos decides to undo his killing Gamora. Better chance the good guys manage to get a hold of the time stone because... I had heard that they were seen filming shots of Chris Evans dressed in Avengers one style Captain America gear in you know wherever, and so it seemed like there was going to be time travel involved. So maybe they get a hold of the gauntlet or the time stone, and they get Avengers from yesteryear to team up and knock them out or whatnot. Yeah. What do you got? Okay, so. Getting because we were getting into you know Doctor Strange how he you know he, he has this ultimate plan that you know and he's gonna I think he's gonna play a big part in you know all the characters coming back and everything and just saving them so I have a little list of like kind of six details that people might have missed this is something that I I noticed right away it was like the first thing I said was like the plan of Doctor Strange you know. I think it was about halfway through the movie where he was looking into the future to see all the ways that this fight could go. Yeah, he, he made that was, weird head movement. I was yeah. like, what is he doing? He's spazzing Best movie ever. Doctor he, Strange saw the ending of Infinity War 14 billion times and didn't spoil it. <laughs> Be like Doctor Strange. And, I mean, he says, so they said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm, you know, I'm looking to the future and there's 14 million ways, you know, that this can go. And they said, well, how many times do we win? They said, one. Awesome. And then remember in the beginning of the movie Don't tell told, me the odds. Beginning of the movie he told Iron Man and you know that I'm not going to save you like the t- the time stone is more important 
than you and Spider-Man. Like, yep. if it comes to between you guys and the Time Stone and the universe, I'm going to pick the Time Stone every time. It's and just, then he just, what did you say? It's just like at the beginning of Aliens when Ripley says, I am not a soldier. And then in the end you see her duct taping the uh, plasma assault rifle cannon thing to the flamethrower and just rolling back into the, the, the alien queen's hive solo to rescue Newt. So, um, oh, so, okay, so, so, but then, you know, when it comes down to, you know, killing Iron, when Thanos is about to kill Iron Man, Doctor Strange easily just, you know, gives up the time stone, like, exact, like, exact opposite of what he said earlier in the movie, and then after, you know, everybody starts dying off, he, Doctor Strange says, this was the only way. It's awesome. So, you know that... This, this had to come in order for them, I think, to ultimately win in the end. Yeah, they're all coming back. Oh, yeah. Except maybe Gamora, Loki, and Vision. Yeah, that's the only one I was going to say. Like, Loki, Gamora, and Vision are the only three I don't I see I don't coming see coming back. back. And it's strange because I thought, not, not Vision or Loki, because not like they have movies on their own, but I thought the other character, you know, was big for Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I mean, mean, those stars are too big. Here's, here's one thing that somebody, uh, I'll quote Jason from work at this. He's not exactly Nerdist News, and I don't know where he heard it from. But the Soul Stone is uh, uh, supposed to be, like, like you, I thought the Time Stone. And, and the whole deal was Doctor Strange gave him the Time Stone because that was in the Eye of Agamotto. Mm-hmm. The whole the, the thing about, that was the, one of the central things in the Doctor Strange movie, which, yeah, you should definitely check out because it was dope. Um, but... So I, I, I heard it was that like just Marvel's that just, that just seems to make the most sense. I can see that. That just seems to yeah. Well, you can call it Marvel's Inception because there were buildings turning ninety degrees. So I mean that's. But it wasn't that, as complicated uh, as Inception because Inception yeah. was a very very complicated yeah. movie that just made me mad. Yeah. Because it insulted <laughs> my intelligence and not I'd like not to, in the way I'd like I like to it. see who said that and see what else they had to say about that cuz I haven't thought too much about Doctor Strange and I've only seen it once. I think the effect. And my son actually had no interest in Doctor Strange. So I watched that solo and I've only seen it once. So I mm. I don't remember. Maybe it is I mean there was a lot to it. I mean it, it, you know there were parts that reminded me of Game of Thrones. Like I don't I don't know. And there's all kinds of stuff going on in Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is a cool character. Um Oh, I love them in, in Infinity War. I love that when there's like a hundred of them around the guy. <laughs> like it's, I, I love them. I loved everything about it. How they just go from different places. His portal. Mm-hmm. God, it was so awesome. So the Soul Stone is where Thanos maybe has every all of when he snapped everybody's fingers, they all went into the Soul Stone. So they might all be in there. So they could all come right back. And his. I can't remember who I was talking to this about this. It might have been one of you two about why... Were you talking to... I feel like it was a woman who was talking to me about... Were you talking to me about how he had a dream about Gamora? And how he wouldn't have that dream about Gamora if she wasn't in the Soul Stone and it doesn't make any sense? Like, he he was, like, talking to her. Like, is it a dream or is it a vision or is he actually, like, talking to her? Mm, I don't like remember the young, that. He was talking to young Gamora after everything happened. In his head. Mm-hmm. I gotta see this movie again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there was there was right. So many, like I mean, you feel like there was so much to it. There's a lot of scenes you just gotta go back and watch again, just because you feel like you missed it. It might have been Jason though. I hope I'm not mis mistaking him for a woman. He might not like that. But I knew what part you're talking about. It was after everything happened. <laughs> he talked to her earlier. Yeah, I know also, you're about. yeah. She he there was a flashback to that also, but at I the end like... of the movie, you know that could just you know is. It, 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 yeah, it, it was. She was talking to him in regards to after everything that he had done. There was also something in the movie too that I don't know if this is just maybe this is just um, Gamora talking about how she knew where to find the Soul Stone. But I remember earlier in the movie she said she knew something that he didn't, Thanos didn't. That was like pretty important to like everything it was how to get the whole it was, it was, it was, was the, where the soul, soul stone was. okay i wasn't yeah. sure i, I thought that yeah, might have been yeah that was it that. yeah that's what it was okay that was what it was i thought there could have been a little bit more to that because then her coming back and having like and then having that moment i don't know if there's this felt like there's something more there now, i feel like she's the one that i can't believe yet that she's getting written off she's the only one everybody else i'm like okay they're either coming back 
or losing low-key and losing Vision, I don't think was that big of a deal. Gamora was the second main character in Avatar. No, you mean Guardians of the Galaxy? The actress was... No, she's same I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. She's she's the she was the love interest. In, um, she was the love interest right? in Avatar. No, that's Nebula. Oh, it's Nebula. Yeah. Who, who was phenomenal in everything so far? From Guardians. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what to this to that. I feel like those three are pretty much, you know, like I I feel like they're most likely. It's hard to believe gone, Gamora but... is gone. If, of the three, Gamora could come back. You could bring Vision back. I mean, you could just plop that plop that little rock back in his den. Well, the thing Loki is, was already theory, from, maybe Loki was already. As like, far as the sequel, like I already see how they're building on who's going to play most of the movie. Because, like you said, it might be too much characters. So this is the way to get rid of some and well, bring in some of the others. It might be too much characters, but the way they pulled this movie they were off, pulled off, this this movie was like in the comic books when they would have five or six comic lines run together like like you got you got x-men uncanny x-men x-force x-factor you got all these different teams joining up against this other collaboration of villain of villains or maybe one giant super mega villain and like all this other stuff going on and i mean that's what makes the comics so good when they do that sometimes it's the valleys and the peaks of the characters colliding with each other and having these epic events uh, you know, in between all of the individual storylines and everything. And they have made, you know, movies are not supposed to be able to execute this the way that they have done. They don't need to kill off any of these characters because they figured it out and they can keep doing it. And they, I think they can keep doing it and they can keep introducing new characters and they can keep making new movies. And I think that they, I, none of the, even Thor Dark World, none of these MCU movies are bad. Like, that mm-hmm. movie is underrated. The first Thor is underrated. It, those two movies are probably not as good as any of the other movies in the canon, and I'm including The Incredible Hulk because of the phenomenal Edward Norton. Um, but those are still excellent movies. And when I was watching Black Panther, I was wondering, like, it was so hyped. It was so hyped. It was so good, but it was so hyped. But then you, all, you, you when you start to get critical of some of these comic book movies, then you got to remind yourself they're being compared against each other. It's kind of like the Scorsese debate. Are his movies, you know, you can, you can be critical of his biography on uh, Howard Hughes. I think he did. I think that was Aviator. I'm pretty sure that that's what that was about. And but still, probably a even if it doesn't hold up to Goodfellas phenomenal film compared to a lot of other films that are coming out of the time because a lot of just crap just comes out mm-hmm. and it's hard to make a quality movie like that and these oh man like they they're not messing around no Marvel's been consistently the best mm-hmm. um I don't think they need to kill off any characters I think they can keep doing it and I think they can figure it out and they can keep evolving and well, you gotta they got for stones the movie. this movie showed us that they got stones man they are not messing around for the next movie you got your basic which four, makes me think like they I could said. kill off it's a it's a perfect it's a it's a it's a quandary it's a I paradox I think you have the ones that can really carry the but who did they keep they kept the fox right like, Rocket like from Guardians Rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy the they kept Thor I remember they well Captain they kept America. the main four I already said that I think twice already they kept mm. the main four the Avengers what the Avengers is the principal Black four. Widow Captain America it's it's Thor it's it's the Hulk and it's Iron Man and they kept all four of those. Mm-hmm. They kept Iron Man's other guy, um, Don Cheadle. War Maybe Machine, they yeah. could bring. Brody. Yeah, they did Iron Man. Yeah, or War Machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they kept uh, Black Rocket. Widow. They Rocket, kept Black Rocket. Widow. Nebula. And it's possible if if these soul if we're not going to bring everybody back, but they're also bringing people in. If we're not going to bring everybody back through the Time Stone, but through the Soul Stone. Then you could cherry pick which characters to bring yeah. back, like Chadwick Boseman, well, like Tom Holland, like Gamora. They kept Doctor Strange. <coughs> Remember, they're nope. definitely he, he no, dissolved. He, he dissolved. He, he did. Doctor yeah. Strange did. Yes. Nope. Oh. Iron Man's all yep. alone left. That on was Titan. his final words. Was was um, this was the only way, and then he died. Oh. He turned to it dust. It is everybody with a sequel. Okay, so remember Captain Marvel as we ended it. 
Is that the name Captain Marvel? Yeah. yeah. She's coming in. You know who they Ant said Man could be the... Uh, They're coming in. The new Sorcerer Supreme to round out all the important people with sequels planned? Uh, it would be Wong. That's what that's what that's what Nerdist News purported. I don't know if they would try to find another Doctor Strange, but uh, his assistant Wong, I guess, could be the new Sorcerer Supreme. Is there definitely a Doctor Strange sequel in the works? Did you say? I that? thought there was. We see. It seems, I mean, they haven't released all of Phase Four yet. I mean, it seems weird They've to strategically. Not. It seems weird to not, but maybe they're really trying to be careful not to like ruin it. And maybe you could put off bringing some of these characters back. I just thought Doctor Strange's character oh, yeah, was so man. good, especially when it, in, in Infinity it's War. Perfect. He's perfect. You're not going to find a better Doctor Strange than Benedict Cumberbatch. There's, you're not. He's. They. It's definitely so. It is happening, but it's going to take place after Infinity War and. Avengers 4. Everybody that disappeared is taking place after Infinity War Well, they War did that. Too. They yep. did that for The only two yeah. MCU movies are Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel, both of which could take place before Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel most certainly does. She'll probably have a post-credit scene where she gets the page from Nick Fury and hopefully a couple other things. And Ant-Man and the Wasp, like I think I said on air, takes place... I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure at least the brunt of the movie, the start of the movie, mm-hmm. takes place before Infinity War. Uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping we get to see some post Infinity War. Mm-hmm. MCU. I'm hoping it has. A- what I think- I'm hoping the last third of that movie is what is like some of the fallout in addition to whatever they got going yeah. on. Yeah, I hope it ties, it. It all ties and, in. Oh my god, can you imagine? Well, they're gonna bring can you back imagine all the, the stuff they got Marvel. going on in that movie, and then all of a sudden, like fifty percent of the characters start to dissolve. Like they could really go. Go go out there with with Ant Man and the Wasp. That's the only movie that could possibly take place in between the two, you know, Avengers three and four. And then they're I gonna, would love they're it. I would love it. I would love it. I would love it. I would really really hope it. I hope it's not just at the end or some post credit yeah. scene or something. They're making him Jeremy Renner. The what's his what's his name again? Night Stalker. Jeremy Renner is Arrow. I know Bow Bo and Arrow guy, but Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Oh God, I th- I forgot it. Good call, Jesus. Okay. I'm thinking. Renner. I'm confusing myself with Starhawk. Stupid. He'll be in the next one. Lands got yeah. in my brain. He'll be in it. What yeah, they're gonna do is they're getting rid of all Hawkeye. those people, all those superheroes, to focus on the main Avengers again, mm-hmm. and they're gonna bring in those other elements. Jeremy Renner's a yeah, boss. It's gonna be. It's gonna be great. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Oh, we gotta go see this movie again. They're getting back to the Avengers instead of all the Marvel universe. That's what they're gonna do in the next one. And it's gonna be all about the Avengers getting so, back the rest of the world. I don't know. Or they might have 112 Marvel characters in this movie. <laughs> without this of movie. Like 67 or whatever. So with the, now with this movie out and how like popular and how much money it's making and everything, do you think the next one is that gonna be even more popular because of the way it ended? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was I the think perfect so. ending. It was the perfect storm. Exactly. It was business one and they did great. Everybody that saw this one is going to want to see that one. Oh yeah. And exactly. if there's anybody that didn't see it, the the They're people living under it. rocks that don't watch television are going to see this movie. The people who were living on secluded islands without technology that we're getting the results of the Maymac fight through smoke signals are going to come to the movie theaters <laughs> to see this movie. That's that's what's going to happen. Like everybody, nobody is going to. Oh my, ah, oh, mm, cultural phenomenon, man. I'm excited. Uh, I know this is one of the first times I actually want to go see a movie more than once in the theaters. I don't. I do too. I don't know if it's if I'm going to make it I've happen. I've done that. I've got a busy two life. Times in my it's whole been life. a while, man. It's been like eight years since I've seen a movie twice in the theaters. I think. I don't know. Ooh, tempting. So, so tempting. I want to get a little bit into, like, some of the Easter eggs, you know, from this movie. Now we've kind of, I think we've gone over with the, you over the plot and I meant to stuff. take I notes don't... while I was watching this movie, but I couldn't because I just had to, <laughs> too I much. just, oh, I, 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 I took, to. I could not pay attention. I took one-eighth of the notes that I thought I did. One of the, one of the things I did write down is uh, Thor saying to Loki, you really are the worst brother. <laughs> <laughs> when when Loki pulls out the Tesseract, the the MacGuffin from the first Avengers movie, mm. the cube that everybody's after, and the thing that was allegedly destroyed in Asgard and Thor Ragnarok, and Loki just jammed it up his butthole or whatever. In the end of that movie, just I gotta be the god of mischief, and uh, that that was funny. I love. I mean, the, the way these movies blend the comedy mm-hmm. and the action. And the drama and the gravity, like so like how like 
when Spider-Man, right before he dissolved in the end, people, this is, this is the, that, that, that surpasses the president's speech in Armageddon, I think, as far as, as far as like a, a scene that'll make dudes cry. I didn't cry. I felt my, I, I almost, I almost felt a tear well up at Armageddon. But um, I when the way he was whimpering and saying he didn't want to go, Mr. Stark, and like you think back to when Mr. St you know when Tony told him, I think I believe it was Spider-Man Homecoming that if you die, I feel like it's on me, mm -hmm. and it's just you know watching oh like that scene, man, like that that, there's no joke, like they are deep, they are going for it, they are they are trying to rip out your heart, they're not trying to just be like mindless action junk food, like they're trying to go for within the genre as far as they can push or whatever they can do man it's beautiful um going back to loki there was something that i didn't you know th there was an easter egg from uh it's actually kind of references back to the first avengers so in the first avengers i don't know if y'all remember but loki showed up at tony stark's home to kind of negotiate try to negotiate with them before mm. they you know ultimately went on their big you know big mm. battle and uh you know, it wasn't working, and Loki, you know, claimed, well, I have a whole, whole alien army, and Tony says, we have the Hulk, when, yeah. you know, and then the Hulk comes out and just pummels Loki all over, you know, the um, ground, but anyway, in this new movie, in the very beginning, uh, there's, like, a similar scene where Yeah, Loki, Loki introduced the Hulk. Loki is attempting to negotiate right. with Dan Thanos when he notes that he has a hawk and then <laughs> yeah that was a great throwback and what's also great is it, it you know the, the the loki hulk relationship is pretty funny because it is it is nice that loki's character has that chance to because one of the things i really liked about thor dark world is because you really got to explore more of loki and loki is at this point, perhaps the second best villain in the whole marvel in the whole mcu behind Thanos. he worked for the first avengers Loki was great. He's great. He's great in every movie he's been in, man. That that actor yeah. is superb. I really liked him. He is no joke, man. I hope that guy goes on to great success. It's sad to see him. I'm sad to see him no longer apart. And he, if he bring, if they do bring him back, it was cheap. But uh, I like that we got to see his character fully redeem himself, and because he, of course, tried to assassinate Thanos. At, at, you know, at the after he gave him the Tesseract, he tried to kill him. He was trying to. He was trying to do what what is right. And I, I, I was happy to see that. Um, uh, wait, what else were we talking about before we went off on that tangent? No, we were just remember. going off of Easter eggs and Loki and the Hulk. Oh, oh, okay. So Loki and the Hulk. And it was great that Loki got to say, yeah, we have a Hulk. Yes. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> they're, we, just so and, they're just so genius. And another thing about the first Avengers was, you remember when Loki was beating up Iron Man near the end of the movie, and then the Hulk came in and that might have well i guess they said is that when iron man said we have a hulk when the hulk came in and busted up loki i, I think so in the in Tony's the, so that's even more appropriate yeah because yeah. in that scene hulk was slapping loki around from side to side like a rag doll mm -hmm. and there's a scene in thor ragnarok where hulk is doing that to thor in the big stadium and you they they you can see loki cringing at that the, a nice, yeah. little, very subtle, very <laughs> subtle, very quick. They didn't, they didn't insult the intelligent the intelligence of the audience by harping on it too much. But mm -hmm. if you notice it, you notice it. If you're not paying attention, you're not too familiar, you'll miss it. And I love that attention to detail mm -hmm. and trying to just squeeze in as much as you possibly can. Another cool little Easter egg is actually if you look at the Avengers poster carefully, there are exactly twenty four. Um, characters on there, and exactly twelve d die. Oh man, that's some Illuminati ass right there, man! <laughs> oh my god! It's exactly half. Of Give them me the tinfoil, man. Well, that's that what it was supposed to be. It was, that was the thing. It was supposed to get rid of half of the I galaxy, know, right? They, they just set. planned. They and just, let's see the, who gets who gets. Okay, so the most prominent figures are on the poster are Thanos and Iron Man, both of which survive, of course. It's not, it's not like all right, all right. So they're yeah. not they're not they're not they're, like, not, they're, not, a, they're not arranged placed. by importance. Yeah, no, they're not strategically placed or anything. But I just thought that was really that's pretty clever for them to like put that many characters. Oh no! Well, hold on. Oh no! I was gonna say all the outer characters die, but that's not necessarily true. 
No. A lot of them. Most of the characters in the middle survive. Maybe that's something. Eh, they, that's probably just based on star power. So we won't <laughs> we won't analyze that too much. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. front and center, and then Liam Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, and well, Thanos Chris is Evans. most prominent. Thanos is at the top. Shout but, out I mean, to right Josh Brolin for being that, those, Thanos those and four. Cable, by the way. The four in the center. You have Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, um, Black Widow, Black Widow. And then Sp- I mean, Spider Man's in the middle too. But he's he's lower. He, like I'm just lower. Just yeah, like the, like the core center core around center. that little, pretty much around Iron Man's chest. Iron Man and Thanos. They strategically did that, but just thought I would, that was a cool Easter egg. Oh, you know what else was great about that movie? <laughs> Teen Groot. Teen yeah. Groot was great. You know what was great about yeah. Teen Groot? Okay, so he oh, he captured a couple of things that were beautiful about a couple of different things about the comics and the Guardians and you know humanity. Um, so he spends most of his time On a video game. buried in a screen. So it reminds us of people today, especially teens, especially young teens, just buried and hypnotized into their screens, just completely effing absorbed, and. Also, the thing that he's absorbed in is a vintage video game. Like, mm-hmm. not even a Game Boy. Not even a Nintendo Game Boy. Like, before that, when it was those... He was, he's playing the same game over and over again, whatever mm-hmm. it was. The thing where it was just, like, the different black, like, shapes and bars and stuff would, like, light up on different parts of the screen. And the whole time of the thing, the whole time of the movie, whenever you see him, he's he's looking at... He's, he's buried into that thing, just, you know, and it's that old vintage thing, which is, of course... A, call back to star lord having the walkman but I, I love that merging of the old and the new and god he was funny like yeah, yeah. oh it was great and when they found out thor could talk Groot, it was funny i like how they had it they also referenced back to the original guardians of the galaxy because they star lord brought up again that the greatest movie of all time was footloose <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> That was brought up. Apparently, that was I haven't actually seen the Guardians of the Galaxy you, yet, but I know that I know that was like a something I don't he talked that about from a lot. Guardians, that's funny. He talked about a lot, and then it was brought up, and he said, "You know, is Footloose still the greatest movie all t- of all time?" And Tom Holland is like, "That was never the greatest movie." Of all time. <laughs> I don't remember that either. That's funny. Have either I remember of, that scene? Have either of you guys seen Footloose? Yes, I have too. Uh, not that good, right? I can't remember. Maybe I haven't seen. I'm pretty... So I actually th- thought it was pretty good, but you know, it's funny story that I actually my mom made me watch it, and I was a teenager, and I really maybe didn't it was watch pretty it, good so... actually. Well, I mom... mean, Kevin Bacon is great, man. He carries such a presence. Well, because... like I've been thinking about this, like acting, like how much of it is a skill is acting. Remember what you're gonna say because I want to hear what you had to say. Okay. But like acting is one thing, but how much of it is just having a presence on screen? Because, like, you get people like Bruce Willis who do the same thing over and over again, but they just they, they have that presence on the screen and they just emit whatever it is they're trying to do. And they have range because Bruce Willis and all kinds of guys have done a whole bunch of kind of stuff. But how important is it to be a good actor versus having a good presence? A heavy presence. We'll put a pin in that. What were you going to say? No, I was just referencing to the the Footloose, and um, I watched it as a teenager with my mom, and I remember she forced me to watch it, and so being that rebellious teenager, after like the movie was done, she's like, did you like it? And even though I did like it, I was like, no, I didn't hate, like that. Hate, I hate, hate it. Hate, hate, <laughs> hate, 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 hate. Yeah, but I did actually I like feel it. you. That was my early relationship with country music, but in all fairness, it was crappy radio I country. still like to do that to Joe sometimes. It's fun. You guys both love country, though, don't you? He's gotten me into he's gotten me into country. I, I always, like all genres of music. I used to um I like them all. I had a significant I, I other I had a significant other get me into country. It was forced and on me at a young age and I hated and it to be rebellious. Yeah, that was kind of I guess. Really I didn't know lyrics. it was rebellious. I just fucking hate it cuz it was yeah. forced on me. Can't you play can you save the classic rock for when I'm in the car? And Ow. I had the biggest cheapskate. It was recently I got into an argument with somebody. They asked me if I like country music and I said yeah and then they were mad at me because I like country music. I guess he was trying to prove a point. And I asked him three times what kind of music he listened to, and he wouldn't tell me. Oh, so I got really mad about it. Oh, that like, reminds well, me of a good story. Like if you if we can't if we can't debate this, then why are you even why are you getting mad at me? Because I like 
like you, you asked why, me a you, question. Why are you so concerned said, yeah, about somebody like else's it. music taste oh, in the first place? And I was told it's just all you need is a twang and to sing about your dog dying and it's depressing. And I'm like, if that's what you. A think, lot of country music right is ahead. conveyor belt. S. A lot of the stuff on the radio is that. Oh, that's radio. It's but there's pop. a lot of really good country out there. Um, years ago, I was I was all about Bob Dylan was my favorite artist at a time, and you can make an argument for Bob Dylan be the greatest musician of all time. I would say he's not, but top five maybe, top ten. It's hard to say. Almost who's probably the best. It, yeah, I'd have to really dig down on that one. But legend, if the Mount Rushmore has a hundred people on it, then he's on that. For sure, yeah. um, and this the, the the head bartender at the first restaurant I worked at was just like talking all kinds of ass about Bob Dylan, and I was like, "What are you talking about, man? Like this guy, he's a legend. Like he's he's he did so much. Like he, oh mm-hmm. my god, like it's Dylan, like it's Dylan. Like what are you talking about?" And I was like, "All right, all right, all right, all right. What is your st- what is, what what do you like? What do you listen to? What do you do?" And he's like, "Oh, I think I think I think the greatest musician is Prince." And I was like, and I got, I got, a, I got an asterisk for this too. But at the time, I was like, oh, so, oh, the wonderful prince. And as I was saying, prince, or part of that, I extended my arms backward and like behind my head, you know, just like a, like in wonder. And in my extension, one of my arms knocked knocked one of the um neon bars bar signs one of the bar neons on the wall (laughs) off of the wall and it fell to the ground and shattered (laughs) (laughs) oh my god he was so upset he was so upset he tried to get them to make me pay for it and they were like no that thing was free or beat bro (laughs) and um as far as that pin goes, I will. I haven't delved too much into Prince's, you know, My discography. Prince, but Prince is very, very talented. He he might be one of the most talented musicians. It wasn't uh, for me. Yeah, he's not for me. And I, if you're saying he's better than Dylan, like I don't, I don't know about that. Um, I I love him for when Jack Nicholson trashed the museum in Batman. That was that was a great song. Prince is hit or miss. He's done a lot of yeah. trash. He's produced a lot of garbage. There's a lot of garbage out there, but, you know. He's had some big hits, but I just legend. never really... Inarguably a legend. I'll give Not it to Prince. Thing. I'll Not give it to thing. Prince. I will give it up to Prince. He's very talented. I would definitely check out some, like, raw YouTube of Prince going ape-ass on the drums. But, uh, yeah. Otherwise. Anybody else got anything to say on Avengers? We got three minutes, even though our clock turned off. Just I can't wait for the sequel, and I, I if you haven't seen it yet, obviously I hope you saw it as this is a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, if you if to you, the uh, Avengers spoiler, uh, we talk spoilers here. You can still go it, see it; it's still great. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it for you. like I said, I'm willing to go pay the fee of a movie ticket. Oh, twice. oh, oh! I know what else I wanted to say here. Let me make sure. Let me check. There wasn't anything else I wanted to say. I covered this. I covered this. Uh, oh God, I don't know if I can hear. Oh, okay, another another quote. I don't remember who said it, but somebody to Dr. Strange's... I, it, this must have been Tony Stark. Okay, I talked about how great the different team-ups were and how I really loved the fact that at one point the team-up was Tony Stark, Spider-Man, and Dr. Strange's cape on Thanos' weird spaceship up in, up in the atmosphere, the stratosphere or whatever. And at one point, I'm assuming it's Tony Stark, says to the cape, you are an incredibly lazy piece of outerwear. I mean, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful writing. The other thing, as far as this part one, part two, or this Avengers Infinity War and then Avengers Endgame answer, as far as... Okay, and the only other... The other thing that I think is the most comparable to as far as this part one, part two, quote-unquote, is Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Because those come at the end of a franchise... But they are intended to be a part one and a part two. But I've heard that there's supposed to be a third one, so it's a trilogy. And I don't know if it was supposed to be a trilogy all along. But the two movies were great. Just as great as, well, and, you know, we'll, we could dig into that another time. But up there with Alien and Aliens. 
as far as this franchise goes. Like, super quality. Michael Fassbender, Young Magneto, really, really makes these movies phenomenal, along with everybody else involved, Billy Crudup and all kinds of other people. Okay, so Avengers, Infinity War, this is... This is the new, and I think this might surpass uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns. You guys know what I'm talking about when I put those words together? The Simpsons cliffhanger, Who Shot Mr. Burns, Mm -hmm. which is, of course, the only thing that could ever compare to Who Shot JR. You know what that is? um, That's what Who Shot Mr. Burns was basically a parody of. It was Dallas, I believe, was the TV show. Larry Hagman is the JR in question. That's what the whole thing was was mocked up of this whole this this drama this hour long drama. That that they actually revamped the it. They actually revamped that show, and I'm pretty sure both versions were solid. It might be like a Aaron Spelling or like a I don't know. I, I was gonna say Michael Mann, but that doesn't seem right. But I think that they were both like legitimately well made series. Both of which I've never seen an episode, I so tried I couldn't really say. Episode of the Simpsons. I have, I just could not get into it. Well, the new ones are. Garbage, but who shot Mr. Burns was, that was a good episode. I mean, about to be dope. that was about or right after the Simpsons Zenith. That was when the Simpsons was still the be- some of the best things on TV. Like if you like the first third to seventh season of the Simpsons is some of the best TV ever made, mm-hmm. perhaps the best TV ever made. And you could say that the Simpsons season two through ten or eleven even is maybe the best TV series ever made if you can cut out the rest and take I'm it a family away. Guy. if you can take it away from the average I love family, family guy's guy. great but there's some bad episodes there's some jokes that fall flat south park Sometimes, south but... park still is my favorite animated comedy but uh yeah i think we should wrap it up we love it when you guys stop by this was a this was awesome please tell your friends about us like share retweet subscribe on apple podcast soundcloud to better health and world and also Better Fight Cast, your tightest coverage of the UFC and all things mixed martial arts, the PRS bestest sport you can follow. And we focus on info for rookie fight fans and seasoned vets. We got information and insight. Follow Junior Bauer at Junior's MMA, Gabrielle Tambone at Gabby underscore DME, Matt Krogamo Jr. and Matthew J. Bauer. We love you guys and girls and everyone else. Peace!